the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. There's a narrow road that leads to life and a broad road that leads to destruction. There's not a middle road. There's not a middle road. Those are the only two. There's not a middle road that we get to kind of make up for ourselves. I don't like the narrow road. I don't want to be on the broad road. I want the middle road. There is no middle road. There's just the two roads. The narrow road, the broad road. If you're not with me, you're against me. Are you following Jesus or not? We'd like to think that we can operate on a sort of spectrum in Christianity. You may even tell lost friends that while you're a Christian, you're not a Jesus freak. You don't want to be seen as a radical after all. The thing is, following Jesus doesn't really work like that. You either are following him or you're not. As Pastor Dan will warn in today's message, if you're trying to just take Jesus along on your way, you've greatly misunderstood what it means to follow him. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 12 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Luke's account of this conversation in Luke chapter 11, verse 20, Jesus says he cast out demons with the finger of God, with the finger of God. That's an important phrase that Jesus used to describe his miracles. It's the finger of God. That phrase appears only four times in the Bible in Luke chapter 11, and then three times in the Old Testament. The first time it's used in the Old Testament is in Exodus chapter 8. When the magicians of Pharaoh cannot replicate one of the plagues and the magicians of Pharaoh tell Pharaoh, this is the finger of God that's doing this. So Pharaoh's magicians acknowledged the finger of God when they saw it, but the Pharisees refuse to acknowledge the finger of God when they see it. The same phrase is also used when God writes the commandments on the stone tablets that he gave to Moses. The finger of God wrote the commandments. And so here, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the scribes, they accuse Jesus of, of you know, working for the devil. Jesus responds by saying he's God, which he is. He's God incarnate. Now look at verse 29. Verse 29, Jesus gives this very... A vivid description of delivering someone from demonic possession. And what, what really happens in the spiritual realm, he says, or how can one, listen to what it says, how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house? 
Satan here is described as a strong man. But Jesus is the stronger man. Aren't you glad that Jesus is the stronger man? Right? What kind of world would this be? What kind of hell would this world be? If Satan were stronger. Praise the Lord that Jesus is the stronger one. And you know it says in 1 John chapter 4. Greater is he that dwells in you than he that is in the world. You have the stronger one dwelling in you by the spirit of God. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ. And and again, look at verse 29, the way that Jesus describes this. He he says to deliver someone from demonic possession. He he breaks into Satan's house. He binds him or ties him up, then plunders his house, taking from Satan what Satan possesses. That's quite a description. Jesus describes delivering someone from the power of Satan as, as as a home invasion or a military extraction. Where Jesus heroically goes into Satan's home, binds him, takes from him what belongs to him. What he possesses. He robs the devil of what he possesses. Now, if you, even if you've never been demon possessed, praise the Lord for that, right? <laughs> Here's what the Bible says, though. Just, just regarding us and our salvation. Just regular non-demon possessed people. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 19, it says, The whole world is under the power of Satan. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, it says, Satan deceives the whole world. And before we were saved, before you were saved by Jesus Christ, or I were saved by Jesus Christ, Ephesians chapter 2 says that we walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Before we were saved, we walked according to the devil. And we didn't even know it. And some of you may be surprised to hear that. And maybe a little offended to hear that. But that's what the Bible says. In Acts chapter 26, it says that when Jesus saved us, listen, he opened our eyes. We were blind. He turned us from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. And saving us and forgiving our sins and making us children of God. Jesus delivered us from the power of Satan. He delivered us from the power of Satan to God out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his son. He did a very similar thing to what he describes here in verse 29. And going in and plundering the house. Taking what belongs to Satan. Verse 30 says, now look at verse 30. Jesus speaking, he says, he who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. According to Jesus, listen, according to Jesus, this this isn't my opinion. According to Jesus, every person is in one of two categories. You are either, either with him or you're against him. Listen to me, you are either living for Jesus or you're living against Jesus. Those are the only two categories. And every one of us here is either in one category or the other. If if you would say, well, I'm not against Jesus. I mean, I'm not anti-God. Okay, great. But are you living for Jesus? 
Well, I, I, I wouldn't say I, I, I'm living for Jesus. I, I'm not against him, but I'm not really living for him either. I'm just kind of somewhere in the middle. I guess I'm just kind of neutral. Is there a third category? No, there's not a third category. There's only two categories. You're, you're one or the other. If you're not living for him, Jesus says, well, then you're against him. If you're not actively gathering people to Jesus, then you're scattering people from him. Elsewhere, Jesus said there are two roads. There's a narrow road that leads to life and a broad road that leads to destruction. There's not a middle road. There's not a middle road. Those are the only two. There's not a middle road that we get to kind of make up for ourselves. I don't like the narrow road. I don't want to be on the broad road. I want the middle road. There is no middle road. There's just the two roads. The narrow road, the broad road. If you're not with me, you're against me. You're not gathering with me. You're scattering abroad. So are you with him? Are you living for him? Or not? You know the answer to that question. As you sit there, you know the answer to that question. Whether you are living your life for Jesus Christ or you're not living your life for Jesus Christ. So now beginning in verse 31. Follow the flow here. Do you see the flow of where he's going with this? Jesus speaks of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Or what is sometimes called the unpardonable sin. Jesus brings this up at this point because the nation of Israel has officially rejected him as their Messiah. Their official position is he does all of this stuff by the power of Satan. He's therefore not the Messiah, even though he's done all these things that the Old Testament prophets said the Messiah would do. And, and so that generation that rejected Jesus Christ was guilty of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit or guilty of the unpardonable sin. That we're going to talk about next in verse 31. Therefore, I say to you, every sin, praise the Lord for this, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men. That's quite a comfort. But the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the son of man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him either in this age or in the age to come. Now, according to John chapter 15, verse 26, Jesus said that the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to testify of him. To testify of him. The Holy Spirit testifies to the hearts of people of the truthfulness of Jesus Christ. In John chapter 16, Jesus said the ministry of the Holy Spirit is also to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And so the ministry of the Holy Spirit in a person's life, before you're a believer, the Holy Spirit testifies to the heart of people about their sin, about their need for salvation from sin. The Holy Spirit testifies to the heart about Jesus Christ and the salvation he offers us through his death, burial, and resurrection. The Holy Spirit bears witness to us of these facts about ourselves and about Jesus Christ And at this point in the ministry of Jesus Christ, he has clearly revealed himself to to Israel through his teachings, through his many miracles. He's demonstrated he's the Messiah. Israel has enough proof to believe, but instead of repenting and receiving Jesus Christ, they rejected him. 
Sometimes people will ask, especially as we're studying through a gospel like we have been doing, they, they will ask, how did they miss it? How could they not see that Jesus was their Messiah? How could they possibly miss it? It's so obvious. It's so clear. How did they not get it? Yes, it is clear. Yes, it is obvious. They didn't miss it. They rejected him. Jesus was despised and rejected by men. He came unto his own and his own received him not. Isaiah 53 says people turned their backs on him and looked the other way when he came. Romans 1 says people suppress the truth that God has revealed to them. They didn't miss it. They rejected him. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. For some people, it's not that they need more proof about Jesus Christ before they'll believe or better understanding of what the gospel requires. For some, they understand who Jesus is. They understand the gospel message. They understand that Jesus died on the cross for their sins and that they understand that he rose again. They understand that they are a sinner separated from God by their sin. They understand they need to repent and put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ to be forgiven and saved. They understand all of that. The Holy Spirit has testified to these facts in their hearts. But they don't want to repent. They don't want to turn from their sin. They don't want to surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. Jesus said light has come into the world and sadly men love darkness rather than light. That's what's going on here in this passage. And so instead, quite often, many people will just... Again, create that third road for themselves. I I don't want to walk on the narrow road. I have to surrender my life to Christ. I sure don't want to be on the broad road that leads to destruction. So I'll just create this middle road for myself. I'll I'll live a moral life. I'll, I'll go to church. I'll be a good person. But I don't have to give up control of my life to Christ. Again, there's no middle road. If that describes you, you're really on the broad road. You're just in the slow lane of the broad road, but you're on the broad road that leads to destruction. The blasphemy of the Holy Spirit occurs when the Holy Spirit clearly testifies to a person about Jesus Christ. And that person understands who Jesus is. They understand who they are. They understand their need for forgiveness and salvation. They understand that Jesus died on the cross for their sins to make a way for them to be saved. They understand it, but they reject it. They refuse to turn their life to Jesus Christ. Once they know, they refuse. That's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. 
Look again at verse 31. Jesus said, therefore, I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven men. Every sin can be forgiven. It it doesn't matter how terrible your sin may be. The blood of Jesus Christ can forgive you if you turn to him. Jesus will forgive you. He'll cleanse you of all your sin. He'll reconcile you to God. He'll give you eternal life. The unpardonable sin is the rejection of Jesus Christ. The unpardonable sin is refusing the offer that he makes to you. And if a person continues to reject Jesus Christ and reject him and reject him and reject him and dies in that state, they have rejected the one way of forgiveness and salvation that God has provided. And so verse 32, again, he says, anyone who speaks a word against the son of man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him. Either in this age or in the age to come. The rejection of the salvation Jesus Christ provides us through his death and resurrection will have eternal consequences. A person who rejects the gift of salvation that Jesus Christ offers and dies in that state, they die in their sins. And they'll be separated from God for all eternity in hell. No one will be given a final chance to accept Christ after they die. Don't believe that lie. Again, God has provided one way to be forgiven and saved, and that one way is through Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, no one comes to the Father but through me. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says there is salvation in no one else. It's only through Jesus Christ that a person can be saved. Jesus is the only mediator between God and man. And so if someone rejects Jesus, they cannot be forgiven and they cannot enter heaven. And so he goes on in verse 33, either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad for a tree is known by its fruit. Jesus is producing good fruit, but the religious leaders are saying he's a bad tree. And a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. He's healing people. He's saving people. He's setting people free. He's restoring life to people. A bad tree doesn't produce good fruit like that. Then he says, you brood of vipers. Does that sound familiar? That's what John the Baptist said to these guys. Remember, it was a delegation from Jerusalem that came out to investigate John the Baptist when he was baptizing in the desert. You brood of vipers. And now there's that same delegation is back investigating Jesus. They haven't been called brood of vipers since John the Baptist. You brood of vipers. How can you being evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart? The mouth speaks a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good fruit, good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth Evil things. What they have said about Jesus Christ shows what's in their heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You can tell what is in a person's heart by what comes out of their mouth. Even if they say, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Yes, you did. (laughs) That's what's in your heart. You just let it slip out. Verse 36. Look what he says. Look what he says. But I say to you. That for every idle word men may speak, 
they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. And the context here is what they have said about Jesus Christ. He's doing these things by the power of Satan. The person who rejects Jesus Christ, listen to me, the person who rejects Jesus Christ, listen, if, if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, you haven't put your trust in him, you've rejected him up to now. The person who rejects Jesus Christ will stand before Jesus Christ on judgment day and will give an account to his face of every idle thing they ever said about him. I cannot begin to imagine how horrifying that would be to be a non-believer who has rejected Jesus Christ and to stand before Jesus Christ and have to explain every idle word they ever said about him. All the lame excuses they ever made for rejecting him. Every time they dismissed an invitation to receive Christ. Every time they dismissed an invitation to church. Every joke they ever made about Jesus Christ. Every mocking statement they made about the Bible. Every time they ridiculed a Christian. And now you're standing before Jesus Christ in glory. He's in glory. Not you. And he opens the books. And he says, do you remember on this date? You said this about me. You want to explain that to me? That that would be a terrible situation to be in with with just like a, a person. To be called to the carpet by just another human being. But here to stand before Jesus Christ. And have to give an account for every idle thing. Every empty thing you ever said about him or about his people, about his bride, the church. What, what did you say about my bride? What did you say about my Bible? What did you say about me? Verse 37 again, for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. You know, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Right? Out of the the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead, and then with your mouth, you make the confession. The confession. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, And you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. By your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. It's a very, very uh, strong passage today, Lord. Lord, I, I pray for those here that maybe don't know you, that haven't trusted in you, that maybe have rejected your offer of salvation up to now maybe have made excuses Lord I pray that your Holy Spirit would convict them of their need for you that they wouldn't harden their hearts and they wouldn't make excuses Lord 
that they would receive you as their Lord and Savior today. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Matthew, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. This is a book that may cause you to be curious about the history before and also what comes after. If you're wondering about something you heard today, would you give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about anything you heard today or to hear about how these messages are impacting your life. We'd also love to know about any prayer requests you might have. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. Would you be willing to pray for the ministry of Ring of Truth? So many listeners may be hearing life-giving scripture they might not hear elsewhere. What an opportunity to reach people who are lost and without hope in the world. We'd be grateful for your prayers as the word is going out through these messages. If you'd like some specifics, we'd ask that you pray that lives would be changed and that God's kingdom would have more and more souls join Him because of the truth of His Word. Thanks so much for listening today and for praying. If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, we encourage you to go to calvaryec.com. Next time, Pastor Dan will continue on in the book of Matthew, right here on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.